The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time, she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation, and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Lloyd, today our show is about the gift of conflict. But before we talk about that, I have to talk about another gift because this week is our annual pledge drive. So I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to KUCI. As hosts and music DJs here at KUCI, we pledge our commitment to bring great public affairs shows and terrific music to you. And we're all volunteers giving you the great gift of great listening. So now we're asking you to give back a gift to this station. Please pledge your tax-deductible donation to continue this show and all the other wonderful programs here at KUCI. Speaking of gifts, when you give your gift to KUCI, you will also be eligible to receive a pledge gift back from KUCI. But most of all, you will help to continue this show and all the other great shows. So please, I'm going to thank you in advance for your gift. Call right now at 949-824-5824. That's 949-UCI-KUCI. Make your tax-deductible donation right now by calling 949-824-5824. And please, when you call, remember to say that you're pledging for prescriptions for healing conflict and privacy piracy. Thank you. So now I want to tell you a little bit about my great friend who is an incredible man. He's a great professional, and I have gotten to know him, and I am just so pleased to know him, Leonard Simchuk is a author, an educator, a psychotherapist who for the past 35 years has worked in such places as Australia and all over America, and he helps clients to resolve conflict. He's the author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, which is a fabulous book. It was an Amazon bestseller in 2009, and he conducts seminars on personal, spiritual growth, and many other, and and writing and he maintains a therapy practice in Irvine, California. So I want to thank you so much, Leonard, for joining us, because you are wonderful. Well, thank you, Mari. It's a real treat for me to be with you, because um, I'm one of your biggest fans. And me too. Today we're going to have our show a little bit different. We're going to kind of do a dog and pony show where I'm going to ask you a question, you're going to ask me a question, because next week on Sunday, April 29th, we're putting on a program at the InSpirit Center called The Gift of Conflict. 
So let's talk a little bit about what, what conflict is and the gift of it. So Leonard, why don't you start out and say to our audience, what causes conflict? Well, conflict really is caused by just a number of, of aspects, uh, different needs, different values, different expectations, different goals. I think the thing that really stands out is we all come from different families, and our families teach us about conflict, how to resolve conflict or how to avoid conflict. And so all these different facets throw into human relationships, and sometimes it amazes me that we, we really get along, along sometimes more harmoniously than, uh, than not when you consider all the possibilities for conflict. Exactly, because we all have such different experiences and we see the world so differently. It's inevitable. I mean, if anybody tells you that there's no conflict in their life, what do you think of that? Well, if there's no conflict in life, I, it's like uh, saying I'm, I'm not alive. I mean, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> conflict is, is just inevitable. Exactly. And really, the, the thing is, well, you, you probably experience it all the time, Mari, in your work and in, in, in mediation, uh, because you know that conflict often asks us to, to move into healing. And I was going to ask you, how do people heal the conflict when, when you're kind of in the midst of it? That is such a great question because I deal with people when they are in the midst of conflict, and it's so painful for them. But we have to remind them, and I know you know this, that all conflict really starts from within ourselves. So to start healing it, we have to ask ourselves some questions like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling like this? What part of this conflict is really my part? Because normally, at least 50% of the conflict is really your doing or, or your part of it. It takes two to have conflict. If one person is able to move beyond the conflict, the other person has to change as well. So I think that the beginning of conflict is really going within and asking those deep questions and really starting to soothe yourself. And as you start to heal your own inner conflict, it really does affect your outer conflict. So, oh, so true. So let's, let's talk about that. We're presenting this workshop together on Sunday, April 29th, called The Gift of Conflict. And people might be thinking, what are they, crazy? What do you mean, the gift of conflict? So let's talk about it. What do we mean by the gift in conflict? When you think of conflict, I always think there is some phenomenal gifts. Um, it teaches us to become more aware of ourselves and deepens relationships. It teaches me negotiation skills, communication skills. It forces me to be more creative and constructive. I mean, there's so many gifts of conflict that as we understand and unravel uh, the relationships, uh, I, I see so many opportunities for individuals to grow and expand. Because if I don't have conflict, I, I think of it this way, it's like going to yoga. I have to stretch my muscles to become more flexible and stronger. And if I never stretch my muscles, in many ways, conflict asks us to stretch our relationship muscles so that we can become stronger individuals. Exactly. And, you know, some people are afraid of conflict. They're afraid that it'll escalate more, but that, that the Chinese word for conflict or crisis is really made up of two symbols, danger or opportunity. So when we talk about the gift of conflict, we're really talking about that opportunity, aren't we? We are. We are. And you probably see how people can avoid conflict. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you do when people avoid conflict? 
Well, you know, avoiding conflict is is really a joke because in, in essence, you think that you're avoiding it, but it's like a, a like you throw something under a rug and you keep walking on that rug and pretty soon that you you fall, you you trip because you can only try and avoid it for so long, but it is going to it is going to just come out at you insidiously if you do. So people will think, "Okay, well I'm going to end this relationship." You know, I I don't want to deal with the conflict. I'm going to end this relationship. But you take yourself with you wherever you go. <laughs> and so those conflicts, if you don't learn how to deal with those conflicts, which come, many of them come from within yourself, if you don't do that, then the next relationship, you're going to have the same conflicts. So avoiding those conflicts is really just a way of, of making yourself more miserable because you can't get your needs met. If you're, if you have a conflict with someone, it means that there's something wrong there. You haven't gotten your needs met. You, you, there's something that you desire that you haven't been able to express. And so by avoiding it, you are not getting your needs met and you're, you're really building up a lot of pain inside. Don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, the message I'm hearing from you, Mari, is don't avoid conflict, acknowledge the conflict and begin to move forward in resolving it. Is that right? Right. So tell us more about when you deal with people as a, as a therapist who constantly avoid conflict, what are some of the things that you help them to do instead? Well, people have their own particular patterns of dealing with conflict. Sometimes they may avoid conflict, they may attack, they may defend. And I think the first step is just to acknowledge and accept that there is conflict. Rather than resisting it, let's just acknowledge that there is conflict and let's bring the conflict out into the open. Because often there's some simmering, oh, simmering issues that haven't been discussed but are, are kind of uh, running the show. And when we give ourselves time to bring it out into the open, it allows us to explore it, investigate, see what needs are not being met. Because often, as you were mentioning earlier, Underneath the conflict is a need that hasn't been met. And so if we can bring that need out into the open, there's a greater opportunity for that need to be fulfilled. Exactly, exactly. That's the key. But you know, sometimes in negotiation, we do often um, look at, you know, we've heard of the expression win-win, and and we get our needs out. So if two people have needs, everyone should try to get a win-win. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you, you see as win-win, if there is a win-win? Right. You know, that that is important because when I'm in mediation and people are in conflict and they want to be able to get rid of it, they want to be able to resolve it, move on with their lives and end the lawsuit or end the pain or end the, the frustration. And so they say, well, we want a win-win deal. Well, what people mean is they want to get their needs met and the other party wants to get their needs met. So often, unfortunately, we talk about win-lose if you're in court. So win-win sounds almost like an impossible task. But let's say, you know, if we both, let's say, wanted to get, you know, wanted an orange, you and I were fighting over an orange, and, and so I split the thing in half, That is that really a win-win? You might say, okay, well, that's a win-win. I take you half and you take your, your half. But the reality is, is if we go to the underlying mutual interests or separate interests, let's say you want to eat the orange, but I want to make the orange into an art project for my kid. 
So we could, that would be more than a win-win because you'd get the entire orange and I would get the entire peel and I could make the art project and you could have the food. So we have different interests. And so that's why I like to think instead of win-win, I think of it more like mutually, you know, mutually satisfying solutions or a mutual gain for both people. So I think otherwise, win-win sounds like we have to just kind of split it in half. And I don't think that's really a win-win. So that's no, it's just, and, a, it's just a kind of different idea. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in exploring that, may, may discover we may discover that, in fact, I really want an apple. You know? <laughs> you, know? you could have the oranges. I'll just have an apple. <laughs> okay, okay. I have to tell my audience that... that <laughs> Leonard is so sharp and he's so witty that he always makes me laugh. So I have to be careful not, not to laugh too much because, <laughs> because <laughs> okay. And, and I'm telling your audience too, Murray, that <laughs> we've had we've had some very interesting conversations because Murray and I seem to kind of spin each other off into these. These, these little humorous <laughs> anecdotes. Okay, so if we're bringing this to you and you're driving along and you're laughing, that's good. So, I mean, it's good to laugh. It's good for the stomach muscles. <laughs> okay, so, 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 so we talked about win-win, but, you know, Leonard, aren't there times when there's a win-lose, you know? I mean, is, what do you think about that? When do we have to have a win-lose, or is it ever necessary to have a win-lose? Well, you know, I think win-losing, there are opportunities. I play table tennis. And if I play table tennis with my son, there's going to be a winner and a loser. Now, if I come in with the attitude, I've got to win, and if I lose, somehow it it impacts my self-esteem, then there's a lot of emotion laid into it. But if I can use this winning and losing to stretch my skills, then then it's very advantageous. And so if my son makes a wonderful shot, I can congratulate him that he made a wonderful shot rather than cursing him for defeating me. Right. So I think win-lose, like in sports and games, can be very healthy because they are stretching me as long as I don't get so... E- as long as my self-esteem isn't dependent upon whether I win or lose. Right, right. It's like a healthy competition. Yes. It, it, yes. It's a healthy competition because it has you grow. You're, you're lighthearted. You're having fun. And you're not taking it as it is an affront to you, like you said, where it, it hurts your ego. And, and, you know, you see it when you watch tennis on TV. You know, I remember McEnroe, how, how, what a terrible loser he always used to be. And then you see the, somebody else who's just such a, a wonderful, uh, you and know, a loser. Gracious. A gracious, yeah, a mm-hmm. gracious loser that, that they win one time and they lose one time, but they're... They're happy. They're they're assured of themselves. So, yeah, I mean that's different in the win lose kind of a situation. Absolutely, absolutely. And that kind of I wonder if that you know with winning and losing, I think you 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 see it in a different way. I think you've mentioned it about uh, having some kind of a mutual uh, benefit. Can you right. talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So there there is always when you really get to the underlying interests that people have, you know, um, what, what is really most important to them. I'll tell you, a, a, like a case I had a couple years ago, I had very, very wealthy couple that came to me to mediate their divorce. And I mean, we were splitting up a wine cellar of, you know, I don't know, a couple million dollars worth. Or, and 
all sorts of properties all over the place. And there was no fight. They were really very, very good. But it came to this one thing. This was these Bavarian dishes. And I, I just saw a different side of both of them. And I said, this isn't really about the dishes. I can't believe this. We have resolved so much other stuff worth so much more money. And I finally said, what, what's really going on here? What is the real issue underneath? And I found out that each of them had a very sentimental value because they had bought those dishes on their honeymoon 20 years before, and it was really important to them. So it got to the issue of their pain. They're not really wanting to break up, and they actually got back together, which is pretty interesting. But I I think the whole issue was that the, the conflict really wasn't about them, you know, dividing that up or splitting up that, it really got to a much deeper level of the underlying interests. Yeah, you know, and I think that you're highlighting that often in conflict, there is this underlying interest that's not really being expressed. And as you explore it and go deeper, it allows, wow, like with this couple that you were talking about, Mari, that they decided that maybe underneath it, they really didn't want to separate, they didn't want to split up. And so that one, the Bavarian dishes uh, in the conflict forced them to say, you know, we really want to stay together. That sounds to me what happened. Yeah, that is. It's it's kind of interesting. But one of the things that I see a lot in mediation, and I know that, that you deal with a lot too, is people escalate conflict when they get into blame. So why don't we talk a little bit about blame and what it is and how it really escalates the conflict. Well, I think that's a, it's an excellent point because uh, when I see couples in therapy, usually two people are trying to blame the other for their pain. So in many ways, they're disowning their own responsibility and projecting it outward and saying, you are the cause of my unhappiness. And if you change the way you are, I will no longer be unhappy. And doing that means that both couples are in this struggle to try and change the other person, to try and alter the other person's behavior, that really causes both couples to kind of stonewall and, and really stop changing. So when we, we get into blaming behavior, the key is to move back and say, well, what am I doing? So instead of blaming, let's, let's not attack, let's not defend, let's not blame, let's just take a look at what I'm doing that is co-creating the situation so that I have the power to change myself. If I blame somebody else, I cannot really, it's really a powerless position because I can't do anything to change them, but I can change myself. And that is really the ultimate power that we can have. Exactly. And before I go on with us, our conversation here, I really need to talk for just a minute again about this week. And you can see I have a wonderful, fun guest who's really knowledgeable. And every week we bring you wonderful guests about uh, talking about prescriptions for healing conflict. And we also talk about privacy piracy. So I want to thank you so much for listening to our shows on KUCI. And this is our Fun Drive Week. So as hosts and music DJs, We're here to help you. We're here to bring you great shows. We're bringing you the great gift of public affairs shows and music. And we're just asking that now you give back to the station and you give your gift, your pledge. But even when you give that gift, 
we're, we're going to give you a gift back for the pledge drive. So all you have to do is call 949-UCI-KUCI or 949-824-5824 to make your tax-deductible donation right now. And you'll also get a gift, a pledge gift in return from KUCI. So please remember when you do call, and call right now, there's someone waiting to answer the phone, just mention that you're pledging for prescriptions for healing conflict. So let me ask you now again, what about those people who just don't want to heal a conflict? They're maybe fed up with a person, they're disgusted with the person, they want to get out of the marriage or out of the relationship or quit their job. What about that, that they have absolutely no desire to resolve the conflict? What about those people? and What does that do to them? Yeah, you know, there are some people who are rather entrenched in their position. They really want to hold on to their bitterness and their anger and whatever. And for those people, I, I kind of use, I think many people have used this uh, metaphor that if uh, I'm bitten by a rattlesnake, holding on to the poison is not going to uh, make me feel any better. It's not even going to resolve the conflict. So if, if I've been bitten by a rattlesnake and I'm wanting to hold on to the poison, it means I'm going to go through life being quite miserable. And so my goal is to try to release the poison, try and release the, the toxic oh, element, that the, the disagreement, the, 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 that which is calling this deeper pain. And um, so I, I have a better chance of improving my life. So I, I feel really sorry for those who hold on to their resentment and their anger because it only harms them. It doesn't harm other people. They're just harming themselves. And I'm sure you see that all the time in the negotiation sessions. Right. And so how about the other person? Let's say there's two people that, that are in this conflict situation and one person has no desire to resolve it, but the other person does. And let's say they have to work together. Mm-hmm. What is your suggestion then? That's a real good, uh, a good scenario because let's say I really want to heal the conflict and the other person does not. Uh, again, my, my job is to focus on what I can do to heal. And, and I, strange things do happen. I remember uh, when I, I had a neighbor, and this neighbor for some reason did not like me. And I don't know why, but there was a really a lot of tension I tried talking with him, and he just—he was just really an irate neighbor. And, and so I figured, well, there's nothing I can do. So what I just did, I practiced forgiveness in my mind, saying, well, obviously something is there that's causing him pain. So I just practiced forgiveness in my mind and sending him love and, and doing the best I could um, about forgiving him. And then several weeks later, I was out in the backyard, and this guy brings over a a bag of oranges, hmm. and, uh, and I was rather astounded because really we hadn't talked or whatever, but somehow the shift in my personality, the shift in my mental framework created a little miracle, oh. and, and then, you know, we're back to oranges again, but I got a bag of oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. So that sometimes we, we really can't like you had just said before, we can't change another person, 
We can only change ourselves, but when we shift our attitude, when we see them in the light, we see them surrounded by a light and we see them just filled with with their own calm centeredness and their happiness, then yeah, there's something that does does shift. It's like that Hawaiian uh Yeah, the word. whole pono pono. Yeah, yeah. That you know, you don't have to tell them you can just like you did. You just really sent them sent him that forgiveness and you in you forgave yourself for whatever it was that you might have done that you don't even know about and that you're oblivious to or something that he perceived. You know, that's another thing about conflict. Sometimes people get into conflict because they perceive that you mean something that you never said. Absolutely. And and you probably find that as you unravel this, that the newer understanding creates a a deeper appreciation of each other, doesn't, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, recently I had a conversation with my husband Lloyd, and um, he thought that I was when I asked him um, about something, he he heard it not the way I sent it. He heard it like I was um, maybe um, demanding or c- accusing or something, and I was really just asking an open-ended question. And finally, when I just asked him to repeat what I had said. Then he really had to listen, and when he heard it, then he said, oh, that isn't what you asked me, and we were able to resolve it. So sometimes people perceive something that you're not even saying, and they get mad about that. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes. And that may have even happened with your neighbor, that they they jump on something that they thought they heard or that they misunderstood, and then they get angry, and then there causes this conflict that the other person is oblivious to. And I think a lot of a lot of us uh, can be frightened of conflict, frightened of really other people being angry with us, and and as a result, we we allow it to build up into bigger proportions than it really is. Exactly. Well, you know what? Let's tell our audience a little bit about what we're going to do at that uh, that workshop because this is a nonprofit spiritual home, our our spiritual home, the In Spirit Center. So this is. Um, a love offering for people to come to this wonderful program. We're going to have a lot of fun. We'll probably laugh more than we are now even. <laughs> <laughs> don't start me, Leonard, don't. And and so let's tell them a little bit about what we're going to do at the workshop and, and where and when it'll be. Could you do that? Sure. It's it's going to be Sunday, April 29th from one thirty to 3.30. As you mentioned, Mari, it's a love offering. And it's at Mission Viejo, 25782 Obrero Drive, Unit D, again, in Mission Viejo. And we're going to be doing an experiential seminar. So uh, I think, Mari, you and I enjoy having participants really examine themselves. So although we'll be talking about some of the concepts and the theory of, of conflict, what we'll do is having the participants take a look at their own particular lives and what they can do in resolving the conflict so people can leave feeling more intimate having more confidence within themselves learning how to relate in different ways and how to find new solutions so people will be leaving there with some very concrete tools to resolve problems and they're going to love it because we're we're really going to have give them an opportunity to practice this and give them handouts so thank you so much Leonard we are out of time so we will see you very soon so thank you for joining us well it's been my pleasure Mari and it's always fun having a good laugh with you I know okay <laughs> bye 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 you've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org in the net I'm Mari Frank 
Remember, this is Pledge Week, so please pledge your tax-deductible donation to KUCI by calling 949-UCI-KUCI. That's UCI-KUCI or 949-824-5824. And please remember when you call, mention that you're pledging for prescriptions for healing conflict or privacy piracy. Thank you, and may all your conflicts be healed in a quick moment and enjoy. Thank you. expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.